This is produced by Supamedia.com. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Joe Suba, Suba Talks, another podcast. Hopefully everyone's doing well out there today. Man, it's a beautiful day, New York City. Starting to get hot again, but, and then it, it starts to get hot and then it gets cold. So now it's raining. I feel good. Actually, I feel good. This episode is going to be um, part two of uh, producing, how to produce films and how I started producing, not how to produce films, how I started producing. So anyway, I left off with um, um, Crossroads. That's my new film that I put executive produced and produced. My buddy Brian Clyde wrote it. Um, and we did that last year up in Woodstock. So um, how I got that film was my buddy I asked my buddy to write something for me because I you know I had a couple of dollars from saving from the corona and I thought to myself hey let me do a pro let me stay busy I, will, I would like to stay busy you know so um I got together someone who I worked with in the past that was a DP and he always wanted to direct so he came on as a DP and a director which killed two birds in one stone. And then he called up his buddy who do sound. And then he came up. So I called up somebody I knew I do sound, but he called up his money who's a gaffer, his good friend that was a gaffer. And gaffers are people who do like the lighting and stuff like that to make the scene look, to make the scene pop. So he called him up. He came on because everybody really wasn't doing anything. And um, we started rolling. I got some actors that I worked with in the past. I said, I'm doing this project, sent them the script. They were like, oh, man, I would love to do this project. And um, and they had talking lines. You know, a lot of actors don't get opportunities to talk. Um, or not to talk, but to, like, really star or have a co-starring role. It's a difference than, you know, now they have, co- they call it co-starring roles. They have one-liners. Nah. <laughs> I'm talking about somebody who's a co-star that's throughout the whole film. May not be the headliner, but has a, you know, a significant role throughout the movie. So anyway, we did that. Um, I did that, sorry. And then um, I called up my buddy Wayne, and Wayne Wayne lives up in Woodstock. And I told my buddy Brian, who wrote the film, that um, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to have, have it a bigger feel and not spend any money, meaning that I wanted to do it upstate um, and shoot some here and some upstate. So... We were throwing around ideas, and he came up with this script. And then um, I called my buddy Wayne. My buddy Wayne lives upstate. I went up there to visit a couple of times and said, oh, can you think I can film up here? He said, yeah. He linked me with someone named Earl. Earl started showing me around Woodstock, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is a paradise. Because I really wanted to do an apocalypse movie. And um, I thought it would be great to do that up there. But anyway... I got everybody together, got the actors together. We drove up to Woodstock and we started filming. We filmed a week of four days up in Woodstock and the rest we shot in New York. And the scene, the, the way it looks, the film looks so much big. I saw clips and bits and pieces. It looks so big. It looks we looked like we spent maybe a hundred, 150000 on the film. We spent nowhere near that. And the thing about you guys, location is everything, man. And when you're doing films with really no money, I shouldn't say no money, but very low money. You have to be able to control the locations. That's the key. Controlling the locations is the key. 
You know, like you might go in somewhere for three hours. That's not really controlling it. You only got three hours to shoot. Now, controlling it means that I got eight, nine hours, 10 hours to shoot if I want to. Like your car, that's controlling the location. Being on the street is kind of controlling the location. Um, you, you still got people walking back and forth. So, But I would say that's controlling the location. My buddy let me hold his basement. My buddy was. That's controlling the location. In that location, we had a, uh, 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 um, a bathroom. So that was a plus. Like, it's a plus to have bathrooms, too. You know, when you're doing these type of projects with no money, it's, it's a plus to have somewhere where the, you, your cast and crew could use the bathroom. You know what I mean? Um, that's so important. And so we was up at Woodstock. We came, we went to Woodstock for three days. And I mean, and then we met, my buddy Earl turned me on to a lady called Holly. Now we was, this was totally unexpected. We met Holly. She probably thought we had more money than what we had. She started showing us all these places. I was like, oh no, we can't afford this. I contact my boy. He's like, we can't. He's like, no, don't worry about it. I got you. So then Holly got on board and understanding we didn't have no money. And so she just opened up her heart and her doors to us. And I mean, she, you know, this is rare. You won't get this, guys and gals. She gave us her apart, her house, meaning that we were, we could leave our equipment there. We used electricity. We used the bathroom. She cooked dinner and breakfast for the whole cast and crew. And she asked for no money. That is so rare. I don't even know I can ever get something like that. I've never had that before done. So <laughs> that was sent from God because God knew this, this. we had to do this film. You know, it looks good. People might watch it. They might not. The fact that you, I, I watched some stuff online and I'm like, wee, how'd you get on? How'd you get on Tubi or Hulu or, I, I just don't know. But either or, I tried to put together the best production and the best actors that I could. You know, the best actors that I could. That I knew would show up every day. See, it's a difference. You got good actors, but guys and gals, you got to have actors who show up every day. You got to have people who show up every day. You know, they're going to give you headaches because there's no money. When there's money, there's no headaches. When there's no money, you're going to get headaches. Oh, I can't be here this time. I can't be there this time. But if it was a dollar sign, and that's something I'm building up to. Even my next film, I don't have any money to pay the actors. So I'm working with actors who I haven't worked with before, who I'm screening for my next project called In My Diems, who I'm screen screening and who will come on. The main actress, she's definitely going to come on. She and I talked. We clicked automatically. Let me check my photo. We clicked, like, automatically. So I know she's in. And she's never starred in a film before. So this is something that this could be a springboard for her. You know, I remember when I first started, like, I was doing it for no money. So it was a springboard for me. Like, oh, man. I never knew it would bring me 20 films later and four films producing and one two executive produced so you know this acting thing is and this acting and producing is a funny thing man you know it can, it's a chance right everything is a chance especially this is like being an entrepreneur if you're an entrepreneur you're going to take a chance if you're not an entrepreneur you're going to just wait until the right perfect time and the right moment you never know when it might be the right time you never know when it might be the right the perfect moment I say just get in the water and start swimming <laughs> But not everybody's, not everybody can do that, you know, so I get it. So 
I finished, we finished that in 11 days, I believe. 11, 12 days we finished it. And then, you know, I'm, I can't forget that the main actress, right? Um, she let us use her apartment, a, a house, brownstone. And that brought up so much production value. So, you know, when you, when you, when you, you, you have actors and you treat them well, you know, and she got associate producers credit on the film. So she doubled up, right? Janelle, she was incredible. And, um, you know, and she still helps me till this day and things that I need to done and things, you know, little, I'm, I'm starting to get back into the acting world. So things I didn't know, cause I've been producing and I got an agent now. I think I said that in the last podcast, which I thought in a million, I haven't had an agent in eight years. So at least I got representation. I've been reading for stuff too, which has been very great. Now I have to like, now everything is online, right? Um, casting is done online. So now I'm learning how to light the scene and light me. And it's it's been fun. And it's been a challenge at first. My agent was like, yo, you got you to do better lighting. So now my lighting is good. Now they can see me clearly. And I just read for a role, um, I forget the name of the film. So it's a two-day um, job. If it happens, great. If not, I'm getting ready for my next film. Now, in my DMs, it's going to be a lot easier because we're shooting everything in New York, which is so much better. Because now we don't have to travel up and down uh, two hours, three hours away, travel two, three hours back. So that's, 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 that's great. And um, the actors who are going to be in this movie, most of them are one day. I mean, we shoot you in one day, two days tops. Shoot you in, shoot you out. The main character, she's going to be, uh, she has to be like a lot of days. This is produced. We're gonna shoot this in. I, I told him twenty, but I think we'll be able to shoot this in ten to eight days, easy tops. If everything, if everything lines up right, full feature. So anyway, um, but you got to get actors who are reliable producers. You know, once you lock and you know, always have some money for sound, cameraman, director, and um. Lighting. What I would say is get somebody who's like a DP who wants to direct, and then now you get you kill like a, that's that, that's the killer right there. Cause then you'll be then if you don't, then you'll be having two you'll have two different people to pay. You know what I mean? And that's how I looked up the last one. I had somebody who's a DP and a director. Well, he wanted to direct, so this is the first film he really directed. I think he was directing video, um, not video games, um, directing um music videos. Now he directed his first film and now he wants to come on to this film and direct this film. But it was a lot of stress and a lot of pressure on him. So I got a DP, which is going to cost me a couple of more dollars more. But now, and the, but the DP who was the gaffer, he's all, you know, he, he's a DP also. So he's going to DP and gaffer. So that saved me a couple of dollars. See, the thing about it is trying to condense people and get people who are multi-talented and who can multitask. And that saves you a whole bunch of dollars, man. So I'm giving y'all guys my secrets. <laughs> you know, location, like I said, is everything. Food. You got to have food for your crew. Like, you know, if you don't have money, at least have pizzas and sandwiches and definitely crafty. Meaning like finger foods and snacks for them in the morning. That's my best of what I try to do. And I try to have enough where there's enough throughout the day. Then we'll break and have a lunch. And then if we have to, then we'll have a dinner. 
But when you're on the budget, it's hard, man. Like, you know, I'm doing this extra work now, and I'm on these million-dollar budgets, and crafty's just off the hook. <laughs> but that's something you have to work towards. Like, you know, and actors get it. They understand. You know, that's something you work towards. So, God willing, um, my next film will be a great production like my last one. The last one was so good. I mean, no stress. Nobody was acting crazy. Nobody was saying it's not going to be finished. It was just such like utopia. Did I say that right? It was just great, man. We had glitches. We had ups and downs, but it wasn't like the last one where last one was just a headache from me. And mind, be mindful who you hire because once people get on the set, they act real funny, man. And once they get paid, I would suggest that you pay a little bit up front and at the end of the film, you pay. Because that locks people in to come to work. Trust me, it locks people in. Um, I kind of felt the people who I work with, so I gave them half up front and half on completion. So, but you don't have to do that. Usually, they wait. People wait until the end of it, and then they get paid. But I like to give people an incentive and let them know this and that. So, you know, that's me. It's not for everybody. You got to trust the people you with. You know what I mean? Um, definitely have some backup hard drives. You're gonna need hard jobs. You know, you're gonna need like three, three, two to three hard jobs. One for the editor, and one for you to have all the footage. You know, and always have a backup. Make sure you have a great sound, man. The sound is very important, and it'll cost you more, more money in ADR. If the sound's not good, then now you got to go and get somebody to do the sound and do sound uh, voiceovers. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pain in the ass, man. That's what I'm going through right now. Two, I mean three, you got to have some money. This is the, the post, the, um, the post, the um, post-production, not pre-production. post you got to have a, a editor on standby. Editors, you know, they'll take your work maybe 1500 to 2000 That's the most that I can pay. You know what I mean? A lot of editors, it's full features. They like it. They'll come on and just do it. Not even for the money, just that they want something to do. Excuse me. Um, what else you might need? Uh, sound. Oh, in post. Coloring. Man, listen. You could boost your film up if you do color correction. You could, I'm going to say it again. You could boost and get more money if it's colored. Like, I see a lot of these films, it's just dark. And I, you can get away with the darkness and this and that and not looking good. But sound is, is like king. You got to have good sound. So anyway, um, lighting, definitely coloring. Sorry, I was on coloring. Definitely got to have a good colorist. I got a great colorist. He did my last film. I, I'm going to see if he'll work on this one. And he'll work on the next one. I hate to go with him with the same budget, but, you know, money is, is tight. If he'll work with me, great. If not, I have to see him again and find somebody else. You know what I mean? So, that's it really for me. I'm Now I'm really acting right now, doing extra work. I was on Blacklist. People was hitting me up. Y'all saw you on Blacklist. I'm on Gossip Girl. Just extra work. Because I, like I told people before, being an extra is not bad. People think you this. if you're learning and you want to take move it to another level and start producing your own films, being an extra is excellent because now you see the ins and outs and the technical side of um, film production. 
Check me out at Joe Subo on TikTok. Joe Subo one on TikTok. Check me out at Joe Subo on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Right? Um, and you'll see some of the places I've been in. On, I'm always filming on set so people can see it. You know, I'm always filming on set when I'm on set. I'm filming and I'm talking while I'm on set and showing you this and showing you that. So, you know, I feel like that's a great tool and I get paid to be on set. And I, I, I think that's better than any production of acting school, man. Like when I was on Blacklisted and I saw, I forget the guy's name, he and another actor were like, they were fumbling lines, but they were helping each other. They were supportive. He was cueing them in. It was just great. That was like a, 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 a acting class one-on-one. Like you can't even imagine what I picked up watching that. Those two great actors. It's the main star on Blacklist. I forget his name. He's a cool guy, too. So anyway, um, I think that's it. That's it for part two, really. Um, yeah, this is Joe Suba, Suba Talks. Hope you enjoyed it. Peace out. Mm-hmm.